It's time for a visit. Tom DeVivo, the mayor of Wyndham, joins us on the fourth Monday of every month to update listeners on town progress many areas. As mayor, Tom leads the town council agenda and initiatives in our monthly program brought to you by Willimantic Auto and Truck Supply, your Willimantic Napa store, 51 Boston Post Road, Willimantic. Willimantic Auto and Truck Supply, your Willimantic Napa store. Well, Grandpa, good morning. Thanks for joining us for today, but you're not on uh, grandchildren duty today? No, I'm not, Wayne. Uh, you know, there's just some some things that parents do once in a while, you know. But it's uh, great to be with you and back with the listeners today. Well, tell me about what your plans are for early in February. Is there a chance that you might jump in a river? Well, I have done it at a minimum of eight years, maybe ten. I, I've gone in every year. They do the polar plunge, the, the plunge for hunger at the Natchard River with Ray Armini and the group, he brings in a whole bunch of Eastern kids, and I dress up and sometimes wear costumes, and uh, I always wear And then I go in the, and down at Water Park, and I'd love to have the community come on down and make donations to the soup kitchen and watch a bunch of crazy people jump in the river. But it won't be cold this year. I mean, how old, what do you think the water temperature is? Well, I don't know what the water temperature is, but the fact that it's been 9.4 degrees per day above average at Bradley during the month of January tells you that, yeah, the water will be warmer than it often is and probably warmer than it was the other times that you have jumped in. People can get information on that and register pledge sheet and all that by going to covenantsoupkitchen.org. And... Covenant Soup Kitchen's been in some trouble this year. They need the money from this event, don't they? They do. You know, well, I think with COVID and the economy and the way things have been lately, they've had such a greater need. They have served more meals than ever. It seems that it grows. It's it's a very fast, uh, it, what's happened during the pandemic, their, their numbers have just grown dramatically. You know, incrementally, they grow every day, it seems. And if you go by there, if you drive down Valley Street and you see there's more and more people there and families and, you know, there's a, there's a food insecurity in our, in our state and in our country. And, you know, the Covenant Soup Kitchen helps people have more secure food sources. And the Polar Plunge raises money for the Covenant Soup Kitchen. Circle the date February 4th on your calendar. And the week after that, February 11th, the Chocolate Festival comes back. Tell the people what the Chocolate Festival is all about and why it's such a good event for romantic Willimantic. Who doesn't like chocolate, Wayne? You know, uh, you walk down what it is. It's, kind of, it's like a chocolate stroll down Main Street. I think in the past they've called it the uh, chocolate chip stroll. They've had give, we've had a few renditions, but, you know, local businesses and uh, with the help of Bread City Development have put this together. We've haven't had a, a, a one plan like we've had this year in a few years due to the COVID, but uh, I'm really uh, excited. The cake contest by Ruth Allenbach-Hartenberg, Hart, whatever, Ruth the Baker Lady. Uh, Miss Ravings and Cravings, Ruth Hartunian Allenbach. Correct. And uh, But she's the judge, and she's going to help us going to be at the Path Academy on Main Street. You can bring your chocolate cake there, and They'll be judging it, and that's a, that's a fun event. Seems that cakes with liquor usually win. So if you're thinking, if you're a baker and you're thinking about uh, making a cake, maybe a, a rum chocolate or 
something like that usually is because uh, people like the moist cake. But it's such a fun day. People come from all over to stop in and see what Wyndham has to offer, especially on Main Street. And thank you to Thread City Development because they're doing so much now and for Main Street. And right after that, we'll be announcing Cupid for for 2023, and there's a little bit of a change in the Cupid plan for this year. Do tell. Well, we're you know you can fill the form out. We have a form that you can fill out on the Wyndham Rec site. It's Wyndham Rec ET or Michigan Wyndham Recreation Department and Google, and you'll you'll find the form there how to nominate Cupid, and you type in all the reasons. It's still very loose, you know, like it always has been. But if you don't, you know, are going backwards a little bit, if you don't feel like doing it on the website, you can still write a letter and snail mail to the town hall, or you just send a rec, the, rec, the recreation uh, department an email with your nomination. You can just any way works, and you send it in. And uh, the, But we're still very loose. We tried to tighten it up a little bit. We talked about it, but we really don't want to have any... Uh, Grand, grandiose rules and regulations for Cupid. Uh, we had a, a few council members that were new that thought that uh, we should make it more complicated. But, you know, someone that does great deeds in Wyndham and helps Wyndham look great in the state and in the region. So if you know someone out there that really is, that makes Wyndham a great place who hasn't been Cupid yet, because uh, you can't be Cupid twice, and uh, you, we try and stay away from elected officials. Uh, we've never had an elected official, anyone sitting in office, actually. So, uh, but uh, you know, it's really it's a, it's a fun thing to have a Cupid, and Cupid has so much duties, responsibilities. Is you are our first Cupid. I didn't do much back then, but now the Cupid has more. David Foster was the guy that got it last year, and last year, because of the big spike in COVID numbers in January and early February. We had that Cupid announcement ceremony with you and your big top hat right here in our studio. Well, numbers were bad a few weeks ago. They've gotten somewhat better. But there will be a new venue for the Cupid announcement, which people are invited to. Tell us about that. Well, that, are we doing it at the community center? Oh, I didn't know you didn't know that. All right. Well, here I'm here to tell you it'll be done at the new community center. Yeah. I, believe, I believe that's going to be... On Valentine's Day, February the 14th. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it usually is on Valentine's Day, unless Valentine's Day is on a Sunday or Saturday. And the community center is going to be great. It's a great spot to have it. And, you know, I really do think uh, getting back together. If you're uncomfortable and want to wear a mask, that's great. It's on the radio, so who would know, right? But if you want to wear a mask. The Cupids do quite a bit now. They like the Christmas tree. Uh, at Christmas time, they lead the boombox parade, and they uh, spread love throughout Wyndham. So it's a it's a big job. Yeah, when I got the gig back in '82, there was no boombox parade, so that was not on my job description for that. Hey, Tom. Speaking of uh, COVID, uh, the numbers got pretty nasty here about a month or so ago. The statewide numbers, which again don't include home tests, that's a big codicil there. But uh, the numbers have come down. But uh, it's not time to let the guard down, I would think. Not at all. I, you know, I've, uh, I've been talking about this at council meetings and such. That you know, we, we, masks may be may come up in the future. The numbers did drop down, but we have to be ever vigilant, specifically in the, uh, you know, in an elderly population. You have to be careful. 
you know, if you're vaccinated uh, or, or if you're still waiting to get vaccinated, you should get vaccinated. If you're vaccinated, you just get, you seem to not get as ill. But the numbers did jump up and, you know, people get very, not something you should mess around with. You should be careful continually. Uh, you know, you don't have to, I don't think drenching your hands in sanitizer will work like we did at the beginning. Everywhere we went, you, know, you went to the gas pump, you dumped the hand sanitizer all over your hands. I think just being careful and keeping your hands clean and, you know, maybe abstaining from even handshaking. Do go back to the fist bumps and keeping people healthy. We keep our neighbors healthy. We keep our community healthy. It's, uh, it's a great thing. I might add that in the UConn men's basketball game yesterday, now again, there was an outbreak in the UConn program with two coaches, including head coach Dan Hurley, being shut down in COVID protocol. But after the national anthem yesterday, the teams generally go out to center court, shake hands before the game, and they have a handshake line after the game. Well, that post-anthem pregame handshake ended up being a fist bump for the players. They did not shake hands before the game, and Coach Hurley actually stood back from all that, wasn't involved in it at all, but he did look over to his opposite number there on the Butler bench, Tad Mata, and he gave him, like, thumbs up. So, in other words, people trying to be smart in that situation. Coach Hurley was mashed yesterday. Good job by him. That's the CDC protocol. There was a ribbon cutting at the new Veterans Center, and I heard there was a guy that made a $5,000 donation. Do you know the guy? Yeah, I do. Well, you know... Last year, I made a donation to, to help them get started off. My wife and I, Pam and I did. But that wasn't, we were there specifically to help them, help the vets in their new home on Corcus Avenue. And this old senior center is such a great spot for the senior center. It seems to be sized right. It's not overly large. It's, you know, uh, it's got the handicapped ramps for the elderly veterans to get an hour once may may need assistance. It's, I, I, I'm, I'm impressed by the town. That building just fits so much better than, than what I, I thought it would when I first went there. And we are renting that to them, the Eastern Connecticut Veterans Association, for five years for a dollar a year. And uh, so they, hopefully, they, you know, it goes well for them and they, we can keep them there. They are struggling. If you're looking to make donations there, they are struggling uh, with the electricity rates. So... Yeah, well, we, appreciate, we appreciate your donation on that, and just uh, one way to make that a uh, more efficient center, the Eastern Connecticut Veterans Center. We had the lieutenant governor in town a little while ago for the uh, upgrade of Terry Court, which is off of Jackson Street, and obviously that's good news for the folks who have that housing authority, uh, those units over there. Well, you know, <laughs> probably for about eight years now, I've been working hard with the town council and my friends on the council to take the community development black grant monies uh, and move them to fund and help fund our low-income housing projects, our public housing. Uh, and it really seems to, to help a lot. They've done many, many great projects. Uh, Zlotnik Construction has done a lot of the work. They do the work. They've remodeled all of, all of Memorial Drive already. And now they're starting to get over, getting over to the Terry Court area, Terry Court, Hope Street. You know, they're just old buildings built in the 40s when the men were coming home from World War II, early 40s. And they've, they've just, time and neglect have shown their way. And so now's a good time to make investments in these 
in these housing projects and make them look nice and clean and show some owner show 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 some pride in our because they are owned by the community you know theoretically you know so the community helped build them and fund them so we have found ways to get federal and state grants to you know I say give them a big facelift I think that and they're well need they need it so bad some of the buildings uh, I think there's eight buildings that actually have to come down they're going to take down because they just can't you know the, oh, the the remodeling would be just too too expensive hey tom we were talking about COVID a moment ago in fact in the last two weeks as of yesterday Wyndham had 76 new cases and 31 over the last week or so and part of the local outbreak at least there was an outbreak that was at the uh the, the no freeze center and they had to relocate some people because of that just some thoughts on that and the fact that to me that's a statement that this thing is still around uh, it's a it's a definite statement wayne this thing COVID is still around uh you know no one's immune and uh it shows our homeless population is exceptionally vulnerable i mean they tend to not get vaccinated uh they may not have the best health care they might not be healthy to begin with and they're under a lot of stress you know if you're homeless you have a lot of stress in your life it's no one wants to be homeless and so the no free shelter had to you know close up have this lockdown and isolate some of the tenants there some of the folks there and hopefully it worked out i, I believe it's over with now because they did do the i think it was 10 days they were closed and uh you know there's a lot to be thankful for and this warmer weather would probably has helped a little bit, but, uh, you know, because at least it is a little chilly, but it's not, you know, 10 below like it could be. Hey, uh, tell us about the new fire marshal in Wyndham. Oh, Mike Walker, what a great asset he will be for the town. He's a, it's a former Willimantic firefighter. He's been the deputy fire marshal for a while. Uh, you know, I think uh, he, he's got a... <laughs> You know, he's got a great family. I met his family. But for listeners, he has uh, two sons uh, named Tom and Tim. And uh, the Tom has is tall with long blonde hair, and Tim is shorter than him and has dark hair. So it's very strange and uh, to, to meet the two of to meet these two young men and Mike. But Mike Mike is going to be a great asset to the building department. He's got a lot of skills that, uh, that we're looking forward to utilize. You know, I want to thank Mike Licata, too, for, you know, 30 years of service to the town. He's been a good fire marshal, you know, 65 now, so he's thinking about, you know, other things. He's going to be staying on, helping the town, uh, and helping Mike transition. We have two Mikes, Mike Walker and Mike Licata. Mike Licata is a former, and he's he's involved in the South Wind Fire Department, too. And uh, But Mike Licata... We'll be doing emergency management work, and that's something we need to plan. You know, this COVID thing showed, Mike, with COVID, Mike was spending a tremendous amount of time doing emergency management. And thanks, Mike Licata, for that work. He's, you know, 25 years or so. He's worked for the town, and, and you know, he's been there every day. So, and so I think Mike Walker has got some big shoes to fill, and He's going to do a great job. Hey, Tom, one more note before we go. Speaking of service to the town, service to the community, since we did our show last month, we lost Andy Carey. Just some thoughts, especially for the people who don't know Andy, about what he brought to the table when it came to the town of Wyndham. 
balance, the balance, humanity. He was uh, a true, a true servant for for Wyndham, for Connecticut, for the United States. You know, he was a veteran, a Vietnam veteran. He never forgot the vets. He was with the vets all the way. Uh, he was. Uh, he had a career in the phone company, but he became state rep. Uh, I think he sat on the board of selectmen, board of finance. I was the board of selectmen before consolidation, uh, so it was a long time ago. And then he sat on the board of finance for many, many years. Uh, and he was he was co-chairman with me on the building committee for the uh, community center. He's always been involved. He was for, for me personally, he was a voice of reason and calmness. Uh, you know, he always would tell me, listen, you know, listen to the music, not the background noise. He was really, he was a great guy. He had such an interesting life, too. You know, I, I recently learned, he, he and his wife, Delian, traveled extensively throughout the world. And they they had su- such stories to tell about things. Including going back to Vietnam. I've had them on the air talking about their worldwide travels as well. The late, great Andy Carey. Good words from Tom DeVivo, our mayor. Mayor meeting Monday brought to you by Willimantic Auto and Truck Supply, your Willimantic Napa store, 51 Boston Post Road in Willimantic. Tom, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. And 14 WILI Willimantic and 95.3 FM.